It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for taking a few minutes of your precious time uh, to listen to the words I have to say. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why you should want to work for free. But first, a little shameless promotion. If you guys are new, my name is Akil Stokes. I am a Forex trader, former struggling, now consistently profitable for a number of years. I am also a trading coach and the co-founder over at tier1trading.com, the best online education platform for aspiring traders. If you're interested in checking out some of our free stuff and engaging with our community, which I highly recommend, make sure you head over to www.tier1trading.com. Check out that 14-day trial. Get on the platform. Start interacting with a great community of traders. And also check out the free training courses, the free webinars, and the free workshops that are available to you. Now, I've been recently talking to a trader on Instagram who is getting ready to um, really launch his money management career, right? He's going to be managing accounts and managing money uh, for others, which is one of the skills or one of the jobs that you can do, one of the paths that you can open up for yourself once you have mastered the skill of trading, right? Many people think that the skill of trading just means I learn how to trade and I, I, I trade on, uh, on my own, I trade for myself, and I make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Well, if you've been listening to the Trading Coach podcast or anything that me or Jason Greystone or really any type of professional trader says out there, um, and I'm not talking about your Instagram professional traders, I'm talking about real traders that are spreading the truth, talking reality, you know that it takes money to make money. And the average return, the realistic average return in trading probably is a little different than what you see on internet land, right? It's not this magical make 100% a month and take my $500 account and turn it into a million by the end of the year. Realistically, it's probably if you have a $500 account, uh, maybe you're going to bring it up to 600, right? If you have a thousand dollar account, maybe you'll end with 1200 at the end of the year. Um, I've always been told just a kind of the professional standard and, and it's different, obviously, depending on how aggressive or conservative you want to be. But if you can average, you know, 2% a month, right? Um, you know, before compounding and all that stuff, that'll make your, your account look a lot better. But if you can just average 2% a month, you are considered a good trader. If you can average 5% a month, you are considered an excellent trader. So think 2% a month is going to be about 25% a year. 5% a month is going to be about 60% a year. And I know 60%, you're like, well, how is that considered a great trader, right? Internet John told me that 60% uh, a month is is nothing. Well, 
look at, I want you to do this. I want you to do some research. Go on the Google machine, right? And look at what the returns are for any other type of investment, financial investment. You can look at real estate, anything. Um, and then look at those returns and then look at how those returns compare to what you think your trading returns should be and tell me if it seems realistic. And if it doesn't, or if you do think it's realistic, um, ask yourself, why is anyone wasting their time doing this other stuff when they could be trading, making these immaculate returns, right? The honest truth is you can make some very, very good returns. 60% um, is excellent. Anyone, any any real person would kill to make 60% a year. Any true person would kill to make 50%, 40%, 30% a year. Um, so I think you need to have a realistic approach. But, or not but, but with that in mind, right, that's probably going to kill the dream for many of you guys that you're going to become a millionaire in a year. Maybe you have a small trading account. Now, just because you have a small trading account doesn't mean that the skill is unimportant, right? Right. A skill is is, is the, the power of a skill is that it can be used in many different ways. Although you may not have enough money to trade your personal account and make a significant amount of money that is going to change your life, you have a skill. When you have a skill, you can turn it into a business. Because the cool thing about this world, right? I shared this picture um, the other day. It was a picture of, of three players, right? Or, or imagine this. It was three people. Two of them were sitting on the bench. One of them was dunking a basketball. And it was um, it was a Michael Jordan quote. Give me a second. I'm actually going to load up. I forgot what it was. I need to find it real quick. I'll do some humming in the background so you guys don't get bored. Da, da, da. Going through my documents. Going to my infographics. I just posted this one. Where is it at? Here we go. Look at that. So three people, two sitting on a bench with a basketball, one in the air. Um, and by the first person, it says, some people want it to happen. This guy's sitting there with a sad face on, kicking a ball. With the, you can imagine his face is thinking, "Man, I, I want to be a basketball player." The second guy he had the ball in his hand. He says, "Some people wish it was ha wish it would happen." He has this look on his face, like, "Man, I wish I can do what that other guy's doing." And then there's a the guy dunking the basketball that says, "Others make it happen." And I forgot the exact caption that I wrote when I shared this post, but it, it was basically that people are lazy. People were lazy. People make up excuses not to do stuff. And the cool thing about that is those become your customers, right? We all know that trading is a skill. It is a difficult skill to learn. Maybe not necessarily the, the, the skill portion, but the, the psychology and everything that goes around it. Trading is difficult in general to be successful. And there are many, many, many traders that fail, right? We've all heard the numbers, 90% of traders fail, right? 90, 90, 90, 90% 90 of traders lose 90% of their capital in their first 90 days of trading, right? So if you are one of those, I don't want to call it lucky because you've, you've earned it, not lucky. If you are one of the 10% that earns success, you should, first of all, tap yourself on the back. You did a great job. Um, but you should look at it. You shouldn't look at it as a failure if you've earned success, but you don't have money to trade. I know many people will, will tear you apart for that. Ooh, what's the point? But the point is this, right? You've got ninety percent of people out there that wanted to use trading to grow their their um, grow their account, grow their income, right? And they failed at it, but they still want something where their money can make money, right? That's where you come into play. You have a skill, they have a need, 
right? Your skill matches their need. You have a need as well to, to grow your business and make supplemental income. Boom, it's a match made in heaven, right? You don't need Tinder for this. You just need the internet and, and, and Google searching failing traders or something like that or in social media. Um, but the point is that they have a need, they have a desire. You have a skill that can fulfill that need and you can go about building a business based on the people that wanted, the people that wished but never followed through, based on them being your clientele. Now, easier said than done, right? And this is how I, this is how I got started, right? I, I learned to trade. I lost a lot of money learning to trade. Made a lot of financial uh, donations to the market learning to trade. And by the time I got successful, I had significantly bled out my account, right? <laughs> and um, I, I had a I had a good amount of money, but keep in mind I quit three jobs. I, my thought process was that trading was going to be this full time gig, and I was going to make a lot of money really really quick. And then you know as I became successful, I learned more about what realistic expectations were. And there was no way that I can live solely off of my trading income, or I guess I could, but it would be a very, very um, minimal life and, and, and not probably not a happy one, right? More cheese sandwiches and, and ramen noodles every day. So what I did was I, I started to grow a business. I started to manage money. Um, and that was a way that I can supplement my trading income, right? Not only was I making money from trading, but I was making money from managing others account so it was a good way for me to build my business however it took a lot of no's to finally get to that one yes right so it took you know presenting no 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 right until finally getting a yes and when i was speaking with this trader he was he was talking about just asking what are the different ways to um you know charge commission or an account management fee and all that stuff and when I did it, right, let's just say this, right? If I were to manage money today at the, the status that I have reached, it would be a lot different than in the past, right? Because of, and I mean this in the most humblest way possible, because I because of who I am right now, right? I am I am a consistently profitable trader. I am no longer a young trader. I'm not old, don't even think it. I'm not old, but I'm, I'm no longer young in the trading business. Been doing this for, I think, 13 years now. Um, I'm more confident in myself and I don't have a need to manage money, right? So I would approach it with a completely different uh, approach than what I did when I was younger, right? When I was younger, it, it was more of a desperation, right? It, it wasn't about, it was, I needed the client as much as the client needed me, right? At this point, I would say the client needs me more than I need them. Back then, I needed the client more than they needed me. So, when I, when I did my spiel and, and when I talked about my, my management cost and, and how I would collect uh, you know, payment and stuff like that, it was, I had, to, I had to sweeten the pot. I had to make it a very, very good deal for the prospective client in order to get them to just take a chance on me. And I know some of you are, are you know, you're stubborn, you're stuck in your ways, you want it all right now, but the main thing in business in general is getting your foot in the door, right? And although I didn't follow through with, with money management, all I wanted to do was get my foot in the door because here's the thing, right? Successful people typically hang around other successful people, right? Successful people that have a good amount of money typically hang around other successful people that have good amounts of money. So if you just get your foot in the door with these people, 
they are likely to refer you to their friends, right? If you if you are managing money for a successful person with a lot of money and you do them good, right? They are making money. They are they are making money doing nothing, right? They are making more money than what their money was doing before, stuck in some normal investment account. Um, they're excited about it, right? Because they're making more money and they're not doing any work, right? They're making money without investing the time. They're going to tell their friends about it. Their friends are going to be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, I want some of that because every successful person wants to make more money without investing more of their time, right? That's how it works. And now you're able to build your clientele because you got your foot in the door and now you're networking. And now you have one client to two clients, two clients to four clients, four clients to five clients. Before you know it, you're managing a hedge fund or something like that. Um, but it starts with getting in the door. And I bring this up because I know in, in this day and age, so many people don't want to do that. Nobody wants to work for free. And I was just having a conversation with um, a, a, a GA, right, a graduate assistant at the university I work at, who is um, he's a graduate assistant for our strength and for our weight room facility, our strength and conditioning coach. And I was talking to him. He's a young guy. You know, I've been coaching for a while, so he likes to kind of pick my mind with stuff and, and different aspects of life um, as far, you know, business aspects, just professionalism, just making the adjustment, dealing with this, dealing with that. Um, we have some really, really good conversations. Again, once again, me not being old, but me being experienced. Um, I have a lot of insight and experience, both of wrongs and rights, um, that I can help the future generations with. And we were talking about what's his future because I said, man, I love what you're doing here. But, uh, you know, it's maybe kind of harsh, but like, man, like, you know, GAs are only two years. Like, you know, it sucks because you're not going to be around to really see the fruits of your labor. And he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about that. And we got down the path of like, you know, what do you think you're going to do for your career? And, you know, he's a smart kid. He's done his research. Um, he knows he, he's looked around at, at what jobs are open out there. And unfortunately, um, there's not a high demand for what he does. Right. There are not a lot of openings for what he does. So he says the job market is really, really tough. Not, not only are there not a lot of opportunities, but when people get these opportunities, they typically don't leave. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. But he said, you know what? Didn't, didn't blink. Didn't hesitate. He said, you know, what I'm going to do So I'm just going to work for free. He said, I'm going to I'm going to go to a, a local university. I like this area. I'm going to say, hey, can I here? Can I provide my service to you for free? Right. Can I provide my service for you for free? And he's going to earn an opportunity. And I love that. Right. I love it because you know what he's doing. I did that as well. I worked for free for I think a year and a half. Right. You know what he's doing? He's betting on himself. He is saying, OK, well, I know you don't have this position open. I know you're not looking to hire anyone, but I'm going to provide you this free service. And guess what? I'm going to do such a damn good job that you're going to be forced to hire me. I'm going to do such a good job that you're going to be forced to keep me. That the pain of letting me go somewhere else and seeing what's going to happen without me here, right, is going to be worse than the pain of talking to your superior and saying, we need to create a position for this guy. And I love it. That's betting on yourself, right? My good buddy and, and, and my trading mentor, Jason Stapleton, always used to say this. We had a lot of conversations about college and whatnot and, and, and different views on college. I did, I did a podcast on is college worth it? And um, I, I go back and forth. At the end of the day, it depends, uh, it, it depends on what you want college for, 
Um, if you want it for strictly academic purposes, probably not, or strictly to get a job, probably not. If you want it for social purposes or athletic purposes, and, and obviously there are some, um, some fields like, you know, if you want to be a doctor in medicine like that, you need to, to spend a significant amount of time in school. Um, but if you're someone that just wants to learn a skill and, and, and or if you have a skill already, just want to get a job, you don't necessarily need to co- need to go to college. Um, and we were talking about different ways to go about it. And, and Jason said, this is what I would do. He said, if I had a skill, um, let's say I, I want to be a mechanic or something like that. He said, I, w- I would go to a local shop. He said, I would say, hey, I want to sit here and I just want to shadow you for a year, unpaid internship for a year. I want to shadow you for a year. And then once he learns, I want to provide my services for another year. And just invest in yourself, spend two years learning the skill for free without paying for college, learning the skills for free, and then applying your skills in a, in a real life situation. And once again, betting on yourself. You're betting that, hey, I'm going to get so good that you're going to want to hire me. And I know many of you guys think it doesn't work. It does work. I had an internship like that. As soon as I, I, I did an internship for uh, probably about six months and I did such a darn good job, they wanted to hire me right after the internship. I said no because I was dumb and selfish and focused on my dreams instead of a paycheck. But the fact is, it happens. So in life in general, it's okay to bet on yourself. I think you need to bet on yourself. You need to trust your ability to prove your worth in this world and and prove that you're so worthy that it would be an idiotic mistake for them not to bring you on. But more importantly, the point is you got to get your foot in the door. Because I'll tell you what, even if it isn't that that person that you're working for that hires you, maybe they're just like, man, I tried everything. And, and guess what? We just don't have a position open. I'm sorry. Guess who they have? They've got friends. They've got connections, right? We all get them. We all get messages and emails all the time. Any of you guys that work in kind of professional fields like, hey, I'm looking for this type of candidate. Uh, do you know anyone? And when that happens, hey, you know, there was that hardworking guy. He worked for me for a year. Um, We couldn't bring him on. But man, if if we could, we would have. Oh, can you give me his number? And boom, you got a job. You got to get your foot in the door. And if it's going back to trading, if it's trading and if it's managing money, if it's providing a signal service, it's nothing wrong with doing it for free. Nothing wrong with doing it for free. Get your foot in the door, prove your worth, earn those connections, and then earn your paycheck later. That's what a true investment is, right? A true investment is you're betting on something when it's worth nothing or when it's devalued. And you're betting on it when when everyone else isn't, and then you cash out later. Invest in yourself, get your foot in the door, prove your worth, and then win.